Welcome to the Natural Health Rising podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Smith, Certified Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Practitioner. I'm here to deliver you weekly episodes where you will hear conversations with health experts and solo episodes about functional medicine and all things holistic health. My goal is to provide you with the knowledge and tools you need in order to help you rise to your healthiest, happiest self. Welcome everyone. I am recording today from Barcelona, Spain, where I've been living for the past week. And I am super excited for this episode with Julian Rosen because Julian is both a friend and somebody that I have worked closely with for my own well-being. I worked with Julian, I believe, for like the first half of last year. And he helped me heal parts of myself that allowed me to feel better emotionally improve my business and have better relationships. And I've sent multiple clients and friends to him so that they could receive similar types of healing, support, and growth. And since he's made a big impact on my life, I knew that I wanted to have him on the podcast. So in today's episode, we talk about finding your soul's purpose, why it is important to heal yourself before or as you are building your ideal life, common limiting patterns that could be holding you back, ways to work with difficult emotions, and much, much more. And a little bit more about Julian. He is a transformational coach and facilitator who combines spiritual healing wisdom with applied neuroscience and depth psychology to help people transcend limiting patterns so that they can live a healthy life aligned with their soul's purpose. So enjoy this conversation between myself and Julian. Welcome to the show, Julian. Hello. Hi, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) I am very excited to have you on. I've wanted to have you on the show for a long time. And then it just finally occurred to me, oh my gosh, I need to have Julian on. Like I need to actually invite him. So this has been quite overdue. Um, we've had we've had some epic conversations, so it's like we may as well record one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, for for the listeners who don't know you at all, mm-hmm. I would love for you to share some of your story and how that got you to the point of where you're helping people live a more aligned life now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like the the Spark Notes version, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 10 years ago, like right when I was out of college, um, which I, was a super stressful and interesting time for me. Cause it's like, go be a grown up, you know, like <laughs> go figure your shit out. And I'm like, what? Um, and right at that time, my mom got diagnosed with uh, cancer and, uh, or was she got diagnosed a year prior to that. And then, so right as I was graduating college, my mom ended up dying. And, and so I was at this super uh, difficult, uncomfortable, uncertain time in my life. And I just felt like I had no tools. You know what I mean? I was like, what the fuck do I do? You know, like mm-hmm. I just had, you know, um, and, and, you know, I'm kind of brushing over a lot, but like went into a really deep, dark place. Uh, and in that deep, dark place started to make decisions of like, okay, like, what is actually important and what is actually uh, uh, not that important, but I was taught it was important. Mm-hmm. Right. Like just, you know, like kind of 
some generic things, but I was like, I don't care about my status. I don't care about uh, having the, like, I don't care about my career path being traditional. I don't care about um, like money in the traditional sense. I, I care about it in a different sense now, but like, I just started to, I was like, I just really want to be happy and help people. And whatever it is I'm going through right now, my prayer is that eventually it's of use, right? Like that, you know, like, I was just like, whatever I'm going through right now, like, you know, I, I call it a prayer just because like, I don't know who I was telling it to, but it wasn't me. I was just like, yo, somebody somewhere, mm-hmm. some power greater than me, like whatever grief and depression and whatever, you know, whatever I went through after losing my mom, I was like, whatever this is, please help me um, transmute it into something really helpful. Um, and from there, like, my interest was fitness, got into fitness coaching and, and really, you know, but you know, fitness was really just a vehicle to interact with people and see people and, and share and share space with people, mm-hmm. um, you know, through, through wellness of the body. Um, and then, and then one morning I woke up and, uh, uh, it, it, it just like, I don't know, it was my intuition or there was just this knowing of like, okay, it, uh, it's not fitness anymore. It's time for something else. And I was super upset because I had put in so much time and money and energy into my fitness coaching and my brand and my, you know, like it was just this total, like, mm-hmm. I thought I had made it right. I had like this online fitness business. I was living in Hawaii. I was like, wow, this is everything I ever wanted. Uh, and then, you know, I wake up one day with this deep knowing, like, this isn't it. Mm. You know, you're or, or or you're not done, um, and I was like 28, so yeah, I shouldn't have been done. But in my head, I was like, yep. Once I'm making six figures as a fitness coach, I'm done. Like I thought that, like I I truly thought, like once I'm there, like I'm done. My problems are done. I'm going to be happy forever. Uh, and it, you know, I got to that place, and you know, I was just like, oh shit, it's time for something else. And so that's really when I started kind of devouring books and podcasts and webinars and trainings from everything, everything kind of holistic, right? So looking at the spiritual journey and the spiritual self, looking at the energetic component and the energy self, looking at, you know, how the mind and the emotions and the etheric body all relate, right? Like really looking at this holistic view of like mindset and spirit and energy and wellness and soul and purpose and transformation and neuroplasticity and I really got into these intersections of like neuroscience and spirituality. And, um, you know, eventually I just got to this point of like, and it was kind of uh, arrogant on my part, but I was like, I think I can help people. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, I think I can do this. Like, I don't know if I'm being arrogant or if, if like I have this deep calling, but like, I think I can help people. And so, um, yeah. And, and like, you know, six or seven years ago, I kind of just made the decision to, help people reconnect with their purpose, help people transform what is no longer of use to them, whether it's at the mental level, the behavioral level, the emotional level, the vibrational level. Um, And that just kind of evolved into, you know, the work you and I did, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, it was equal parts coaching, equal parts healing, equal parts, you know, spiritual coaching, you know, there was multifaceted work. Um, And so I, I know I skipped a lot and kind of mushed a lot together there, but like it, it, yeah, it started with a sincere prayer of like all of this suffering I'm going through, please help me make it useful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, you know, and so that prayer has kind of guided things for a very long time. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. 
Do you feel like when you were in that position in Hawaii, when you woke up one day and you're like, there's something off, did, even though you had all of those things, right? The money and this career and all these things you built, did you feel like unhappy? Was that um, something? A little, well, um, like, like I could still look at everything and, and have a lot of gratitude. Like, wow, I'm still grateful for it all. But mm -hmm. like, but like it was, it was, it was actually like, it was like this deep, <laughs> it was like this deep, like, uh, like kind of like this deep, oh shit. Right. Like this deep, oh shit of like, wow, I thought it was, I really, truly, sincerely thought this was the answer to everything I thought I wanted. And then it was almost like looking behind the curtain and being like, I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And so, and so it was like. It, it was it, so it was kind of like a little disappointment like shit like i really i worked so hard for all of this and you know this isn't the you know this isn't the happily ever after you know right. so th there was like this this like letdown and and then and then and, and then there was this like lack of uh fire and fulfillment on the work front Right. Like I was like, oh, it, it's getting harder and harder for me to talk about sets and reps. It's getting harder and harder for me to talk about nutrition uh, in, in terms of like, like I like to talk about fitness and nutrition now in the scope of like self-love and, and, and healing. But like to just talk about it in terms of like, how do we get 2% body fat to go away? I was just like losing the drive to speak about that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there was kind of like this, like kind of like this letdown mixed with like this, oh, fuck, what's next? mixed with like ooh the the spark is kind of fading in terms of like the spark for my work um so yeah like contentment went down for a little bit i was like shit this stuff no longer is content to me or contents me or whatever the verb is you know and do you think that's because you weren't living your true purpose and what you do now is is a part of your purpose would you say that's part I, of it yes i uh so i i know your listeners probably don't know much about me but um, like, you know, my, my spiritual relationship with source and with what I consider my guides, right? Like mm -hmm. my, you know, I think everyone's got a team of guides looking out for them. And so looking back retro, retroactively, I'm like, oh, that like literally my, my higher self, if you will, was like literally tapping me on the shoulder being like, bro, this is not it. Yeah. Right. There, you know, it was kind of like closing a door and opening another door. And I just didn't want to walk through the new door because I had worked so hard for the old door. Um, oh, but, I get it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know you've gone through, you know, many doors, right? Many doors. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, but yeah, you know, I think it was kind of like this inner GPS system trying to get my attention. Mm -hmm. Right. You know. Yeah, I think I feel well, I don't know if you have the same opinion. I feel like everybody definitely has that. And it's like, do we want to listen to it or not? And I had a, a similar thing when I was going through college and I worked really, really hard and went to school way longer than I ever should have and got too many degrees and did all of these things and worked in corporate America. And then I was like, oh, shit, like, what am I doing? This is not what I'm supposed to be doing at all. And so I, I think that it, if we tap in a little bit more and listen to that inner wisdom, this is not where I was going to go at all, but <laughs> <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
How do you think people can tap in and listen yeah. to that inner wisdom and follow it? Yeah. yeah. So one is to know that um, everybody has it. You, you, nobody was skipped. <laughs> Everyone has it. We have received a lot of programming and conditioning to devalue it and to listen to other uh, sources. Um, you know, and, 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 and uh, this isn't like a conspiracy theory and this is not saying like, oh, we were programmed, you know, out of malice. It's just like a lot of our, you know, our parents and our school and our teachers are like, oh, you know, we learned this. Um, mm -hmm. It's funny. So, uh, you know, your brain, you know, we know we have the left brain and the right brain, but we also have the front and the back. We have the cerebrum, which is like the big executive, more like kind of masculine part of the brain. And then the cerebellum in the back which is more of kind of the feminine aspect of the brain. And uh, it's funny, over 70% of our neurons actually live in the back. And, but we're actually taught to prioritize like logic and reasoning and execution, right? The, the, the more masculine part of the brain. Whereas there's this kind of, it's like mystical gateway where the back of the brain receives new information, receives new potentials, and then it feeds the executive part of the brain uh, with, um, with those new potentials so we can execute on them. It's almost like the front of the brain is the engineer and the back of the brain is the inventor, right? So the, the, you know, engineers take variables that already exist and, you know, remix them to solve problems. Inventors create something from nothing, right? Inventors create something that didn't exist and brings it into existence. Um, and so the back of our mind, the more feminine part of our brain, where more of our neurons actually live or more of our capabilities live, um, that is, you know, kind of like that more intuitive spot. Um, but just like any muscle you've been taught, you know, any muscle you use a lot, you're going to, you know, hypertrophy, you're going to develop that muscle and any muscle you don't use a lot is going to atrophy, right? And so a lot of us, we have become so kind of logic and rational dominant um, that we've atrophied that kind of that, that more feminine wisdom intuition place. Um, but it's still there. It may, it may be a little uh, flabby, but it's still there. And so- <laughs> So one is just realize we still have it 1000%. Uh, it operates through stillness. Mm. And so, yeah, you know, most people probably listening to this, right? If you live in kind of like the West or America or whatever, right? Like we're not a very stillness prioritizing culture, right? We prioritize uh, productivity with good. And so a lot of us associate stillness with like nothing. You're not doing anything. That's bad, you know? And so, but it's actually in that stillness where that, 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 that wisdom can actually speak. Uh, it can actually communicate. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's why like, you know, morning routines and meditation and, you know, breath work and moments of stillness are, are so, uh, they're, they're so beautiful and they're so helpful because they're, they're honoring the other part of us. Right. It's like, if you were a, if you were a, a bird only trying to fly with one wing, you just go in big circles, right? But a lot of us are like that. We're just trying to execute and be rational and be logic mm -hmm. and be productive. And we feel like our life's going in a big circle. Uh, and, that, and that's because we're only flying with one wing. The other wing, right, is more of that intuition, the more feminine, the more mysterious, the less rational, the less systemized, right? Like, you know, that's still a part of us, right? Whether you're a man or woman, right? We still have that part of us. Uh, you know, the masculine and the feminine, you know, I'm talking about uh, archetypal energies. I'm not talking about uh, gender at this point. Right. And so it's like, we all have mm -hmm. that. Um, and so I would say like, okay, how to get in touch with it more is one, you still, you know, welcome it, acknowledge it, that you have it, uh, value it, you know, and two would be, you know, some, uh, agenda -less stillness, 
is when it can speak. Mm -hmm. right? Do you think that the easiest way or best way for people to do this would be through meditation? I want to take a moment to tell you about a product that has truly made a difference in my own life and is a staple I use in my daily routine, raw optics glasses. If you're like me and you spend a significant amount of time in front of screens during the day, or you struggle with getting quality sleep at night, then you'll want to pay attention to this. Raw Optics offers a range of premium glasses designed to protect your eyes from harmful effects of artificial blue light and improve your sleep quality. If you have any blue light blocking glasses now and they are not darkly tinted yellow color for the daytime or more of a dark amber color for nighttime, trust me, they are not working. I only trust Raw Optics glasses for my blue light protection. And these glasses are not only stylish and comfortable, but they're also backed by science. I've personally been using raw optics glasses for years, both during the daytime while working on screens and at night to help improve my sleep patterns. The difference has been remarkable. Not only do these glasses help reduce eye strain and fatigue, but they've also positively impacted the quality of my sleep. What's even better is that as a listener of the Natural Health Rising podcast, you're entitled to an exclusive 15% discount on any raw optics glasses. All you have to do is use the discount code NATURALHEALTHRISING, which is all one word, during checkout on their website, which is rawoptics.com, R-A-O-P-T-I-C-S.com. Invest in your eye health and sleep quality today by visiting rawoptics.com and don't forget to use the discount code NATURALHEALTHRISING to save 15% on your purchase. Or like five grams of mushrooms. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, don't do <laughs> that. that. Don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. That might help, but don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, it's, it's, um, it, it, okay. So it, it's really, again, it's, it's like, uh, agenda list moments, right? Moment. Cause okay. Like most of us, we, again, we use our moments as a, as a means to try to get to other moments, mm -hmm. right? We're like, okay, if I work, if I do X, Y, and Z in this moment, I'm going to get financially to a new moment. And if, you know what I mean? Or if, if I do things right in this moment, if I say the right things in this moment and I look the right way in this moment, I'm going to, this moment's going to leverage me a partner and I'm going to have this happy relationship in the next moment. Right. So we're kind of transactionalizing the moments, hoping, hoping that they open the door to, to, to receive more. Um, whereas like, you know, dancing, for example, right. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, you dance because you're, you know, there's music and your body moves. Yeah. Right. Like you dance because you dance, you know, like you go outside and you look at the clouds. You're not being like, oh, that cloud should be 30 degrees to the left. No, you're just like, look at all these fucking clouds being clouds. How great. <laughs> right. Like, you know, so it's it's in these agenda list moments. It's in these non-transactional moments where actually that's when, boom, you, you actually get access to the greater part of your brain. You get access to the greater part of your wisdom. And so, mm. and so yes, meditation, you know, falls into that category. Um, but literally just like walking your dog without, you know, your phone or okay. again, without an agenda, like I'm just literally breathing. I'm a human and I'm walking with my animal. Boom. Like I'm 
I don't have a purpose here. I'm literally just walking to, you know, just being without doing, right? Dancing, um, swimming, playing, drawing. Um, mm. You know what I mean? Like literally anything where it, it, it's it's not about the, the the transaction of the moment. It's, you know what I mean? It's something beyond that. It's something more sacred, right? Um, that That will put you in touch with it much more. You know what I mean? So things in that category, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It makes sense to me. It kind of yeah. reminds me of if we're tapping into more of a feminine, that if that's the feminine aspect and also that's the the creative side as well, like doing more creative yeah. things as well, we kind of can move into that, like the dancing and the yeah. art and the all of that in addition to things like meditation yeah. and stillness. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. So what if somebody is out, I'm sure there's somebody out there listening who feels like they don't know their purpose yeah. How does somebody figure out their soul's yeah. purpose? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the easy three-step formula. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, wish, I wish it were that simple. So one is if you are at a point where you're like, I just, dude, I don't know what my purpose is. You're actually right at the exact point you need to be to step into your purpose. Mm. So uh, I'm going to share my take on things. And if it resonates, great. If not, totally cool. Leave it. But uh. You know, it's my belief that, okay, we are souls and, you know, we are, we are souls inhabiting a rental vehicle, which is our body, right? Our, our body is literally the earth, right? Our body is the periodic table of elements that came to life, right? Uh, so we're made of the same carbon and nitrogen and all the things that the dirt and the trees are made out of. And then boom, something inhabits that vehicle that is here having a life experience. Uh, and so it's, it's my belief that, okay, your soul knew exactly what it was doing when it picked you, when it picked your family, it picked your town, it picked your skills and your talents and your weaknesses. And it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, because your your life trajectory provided your soul the the syllabus it needed to learn what it needed to learn in the in the life classroom. Right? Our souls come to learn and they come to evolve. And then, you know, when the class is over, we give the rental back. Right. Uh and so you're, you know, so you're, the fact that you are here and you're a conscious being means you're here on purpose 1000%. Mm-hmm. You've actually been living out your purpose every moment you've been a, a conscious until now. That has been part of your syllabus. That's been part of your purpose. And so, you know, I think sometimes we get this dramatized idea that like our purpose is this grand thing where, you know, like we need to be this super visible person that saves a nation, you know, like maybe. Maybe, but but it doesn't have to be something like so exaggerated, right? Sometimes you're, you know, like, you know, sometimes your purpose is to just be a super kind you. Like yeah. that's your divine point in all this, right? Um, but genuinely and sincerely being like, what is my purpose? Means you're 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 starting to collaborate with your life journey much more intentionally instead of reactionally or reactively. Um, And so like sincerely being like, what is it? Why am I here? Like, that's a beautiful question to ask the pressure of like, and I need to fulfill my, my soul's destiny or I'm a big waste like that. That's the ego. That's, that's, that's fluff. That's not necessary at all. Um, And so, so typically like our, the parts of us that we've denied that we but we we actually deeply want 
to live out tend to are tend to be good clues right like i like for example like i've like there's the there's always been this part of me that like has just wanted to help people mm-hmm. that one has just wanted to like deeply walk with people on their journey and then but you know i had been taught like well you can't make a job out of that you can't just walk with people on their journey and get paid well for it you got to go get it you know and so i denied that part of me even though like that part, like, even though anytime I was doing that, I felt so good. Mm. Right. And also your, your purpose does not have to be your career. Your you know what I mean? Like, you know, your purpose doesn't have to be that you can bring your purpose to it. You know, you can be like a bus driver and be like the most loving bus driver in the entire world or the most loving lawyer, or you, you know, like I have a teacher who's like, healers aren't always people that put their hands in people's fields and bring healing energy healer. You could be a mom and be a healer. You could be a bus driver and be a healer. You could be, um, you'd be a CEO and be a healer. It's more of how you look at people, the energy you bring to people and where you hold them. Do you hold them in your heart? Do you hold them in your ego? Do you, you know what I mean? Like talking energetically, right? And, uh, you know, and so, um, and, and so, you know, not, not to get too far off on a tangent, but like, if, if you're at that point of like, I don't know what it is. Odds are there's things, you know, that make you feel really alive. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then, but, and then there's the stuff, there's the stuff that makes us feel entertained. Right. Like, you know, like I'm in my twenties, I was like, Oxycontin really makes me feel alive. <laughs> I, <you> know, <laughs> right. Partying with my friends makes me feel alive. Um, no, that entertained me and, and made me feel um, sad at pleasure. But like, I'm talking mm-hmm. about like, there is stuff I bet you that you do maybe once a week, once a year, I don't know, where you're like, mm, that filled me up. Being kind to that person filled me up. Giving that person, giving that homeless person $10 for whatever reason really filled me up. You, you know, and, and so those are clues, mm-hmm. right? Those are clues as to, you know, those are clues. Um and so it's it's like, listen, you know, do your best to follow the clues and, and be be gentle and be patient, right? But like, yeah, if you're listening to this, you have a magnificent purpose for sure. Um, and uh, it's it, again, it's just oftentimes we are taught to value things that don't always align with our purpose. And so it's you know we got to do some inner work sometimes and look at what were the values that were handed to us versus like what is authentic to us you know, and, and do some inner work maybe. Yeah. Could it, could it be as simple as someone making like an inventory of all these things that, that fill them up and listening to their inner wisdom and then choosing from that? Like, okay, I see, I see the pattern. Like I'm going to choose that. This is my purpose. Is that yes. how it yeah, 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 can work? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that can totally, that can totally, um, that can totally like uh, narrow the search. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that can totally narrow the search, right? Like, you know, um, because, and, and dude, in, inventory is good. Mm-hmm. Like compassionate and curious inventory, not analytical, like, oh, let me mm-hmm. see, you know, let me judge myself, right? Like self-criticism serves zero purpose. It literally serves zero purpose. It is not your friend. Mm. because self-criticism has no friends. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, you know, but like with curiosity, like, wow, like have some amazement for the being that you are, 
you are quite extraordinary. You know, like if you ever, there's a reason why like cognitive psychology and quantum physics fascinate me. Cause I'm like, how do, how are we, how do we do this? How do I like, you know, for those of you that can't see me, I'm like moving my hand. I'm like, how does this happen? Yeah. Right? Like how the fuck does this happen? Uh, <laughs> and actually if you know, any physicist would tell you, you're not even a, a dense a meat suit. You're actually a field of energy. There's more right. space than you are matter and stuff. So what, you know, what's preventing our particles from just flying off into the atmosphere, right? Like, like, you know, like it's just fascinating to be like, all right, so billions of cells just do the perfect thing every second and I don't even have to think about it, right? Like my blood travels through miles of veins and arteries every fucking day. I don't have to think about it. Like what's doing that? Right. Like, you know, yeah. you're not just a random lonely meat suit uh, <laughs> that has to go fight the world. Um, but we have the power of our mind. We have the power of our consciousness. So if that's the attitude you hold, you'll you'll cognitively build that life. Mm -hmm. You'll get to be right, you know, so, you, you know, and so like a lot of our a lot of our deep beliefs become like a chicken or the egg situation where where it's like. Is that the way it is because that's the way life is, period? Or is that the way it is because at some level you learn to think and believe that way and you've actualized it energetically and you've constructed it cognitively and now you're the magician playing the magic trick on yourself, right? Like when you really get into, again, psychology and, you know, vibration and it's a whole beautiful rabbit hole. It's my favorite rabbit hole to go down. Um, and uh, but to get back to your original question, right? <laughs> <laughs> curious and compassionate self-inventory is like great. And yes, you will definitely see some themes emerge. You'll totally see some themes emerge. Your, your purpose may not jump out as like a shiny one-liner, mm -hmm. you know, like a marketing, like one-liner, but again, you'll at least, you'll see that the wind's blowing you in a certain direction and go there. Um, right. And uh, I like Oprah. <laughs> I like Oprah just cause like Oprah, like, I don't know. She just says beautiful things that seem like too woo wooey, but then you're like, well, Oprah makes like $9 million a day, <laughs> you know? So like, but she says like, go where you feel super engaged. Yes. She's like, I, she's like, I'm, she's like engagement and success always hang out together. Always. Yeah. They always hang out together. Right. And so it's like, typically your purpose is where you feel the most called to engage. And if you're worried that your purpose is going to leave you successless, engagement and success go hand in hand. They're two wings of the same bird, right? So it's like, yeah, yeah. So do the inventory thing and see what themes come out of that. Mm -hmm. You know? I and, love and that. Definitely. Yes. And yeah. I, I really like that you said the compassionate and curious part. Okay. So outside of purpose, people chase a lot of other things, right? jobs, money, relationships, cars, we're, we're looking for all these things. We're trying to build this yeah. ideal life. But you believe that in order to build whatever ideal life that you envision, we have to mm. heal ourselves before we get there. So one, why is this order of operations important? And I want you to yeah. also explain to the audience a little bit more, what do you mean by healing? What does that look like? Right, 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 right. Um, and so I, I also want to go on the record and say, inherently, there's nothing bad or wrong with, you know, like building a life that, uh, has a lot of cool shit in it. You know, you know what I mean? Like money's not inherently bad. Cars aren't inherently bad. Um, geez. Yeah. Loving relationships, not bad. Um, mm -hmm. 
but the okay so but the reason why it is important to heal the self uh first or at least understand that that needs to be happening while you're you know transforming the outer stuff is because um our our unhealed parts go with us mm-hmm. and six money and uh, success are amplifiers of what's already there you know mm-hmm. money is energy right and energy is an amplifier just like you know think of christmas lights if you have a red christmas light and you and you force more wattage into that bulb it's just going to be a brighter red christmas light you know, you know what i mean it's not going to change its color mm-hmm. right it's just going to get brighter and so when we have these wounds and so, you know, I'll talk about healing in a moment, but like we all have patterns of thought and behavior that have mostly become unconscious that used to protect us because we need a part of us needed that protecting. And it's those wounds and those compensations that create what it is we're trying to solve with the money and accomplishment, right? So we feel truly, right? You know, we're all very unique and beautiful and special, but there's these huge trends of being human and the wounds we share, right? And so not feeling safe, not feeling secure, not feeling love, not feeling valued, not feeling masculine enough, not feeling feminine or beautiful enough, right? Like these deep things that then these patterns emerge to protect those things, we get tired of the worry, we get tired of the insecurity, we get tired of the in feeling insignificant. And then we think because we've been trained and programmed that the the accomplishment or the acquirement acquisition of the thing is actually going to fill the hole. But again, money and achievement and things like that actually amplify it. Right? So it's like, if you're really bad with money and someone hands you a lottery ticket that you win, you're just going to find bigger ways to play out your bad money situation. If you are a stingy asshole and you are a billionaire, you're just going to have a bigger, more exaggerated way of showing it. If you are loving and compassionate and you're a billionaire, your loving compassion is going to be amplified and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so if, um, if, um, I, you know, I want to say this in a way that is respectful to, because I've been there. I've been there. I've been in the position of like, dude, you're wrong. I just need the thing. Right. Like literally when I was building my, my uh, fitness business, if someone was like, Hey man, I, I think you need to love yourself more. I'd be like, no, fuck you. I know for a fact that I need a six figure online fitness business so I can live on the beach. I know that's what I need. I will be so happy and I'll be done. And then mm-hmm. I can worry about the inside stuff, you know, like, and, 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 I obviously needed to work on my humility, right? Um, but, but like. I want to take a quick break to share a biohacking tool that will revolutionize your well being Cozy Red Light Therapy. Imagine being able to accelerate your body's natural healing processes, boost your energy, and rejuvenate your skin all through the power of light. Cozy Red Light Therapy brings this vision to life. Their cutting edge technology harnesses the potency of red and near infrared light to stimulate healing of wounds, scars, and acne, improve joint and musculoskeletal health, 
reduce inflammation, support your hormones, and enhance your overall vitality. Whether you're looking to amplify your fitness routine, enhance your skin's radiance, or simply recharge your energy levels, Cozy Red Light Therapy is your gateway to a brighter and healthier you. When I consistently use my red light machine from Cozy, I notice improvement in my muscle recovery post-workouts, more clear, healthy skin, and better sleep. The best part is that as a valued listener of the Natural Health Rising podcast, you get a 10% discount on all Cozy products. Just remember to use the code NATURALHEALTHRISING, that's all one word, NATURALHEALTHRISING, during checkout on their website, CozyHealth.com, spelled K-O-Z-E, health.com. Elevate your well-being and embrace the transformative benefits of light with Cozy Red Light Therapy. When, when, okay, the law of resonance is real. There's this amazing quote by, by Einstein of all people. And he said, um, everything is uh, vibration. Everything is energy. Uh, whatever frequency you're in, your life will match that frequency. He says, it's not philosophy. It's just physics. Mm-hmm. And so again, if we could, if we could put on the lens of a physicist right now and look at everything as, as vibration, right. Especially a quantum physicist, uh, we all have an unconscious or what Carl Jung calls a shadow, right? You know, so right now you and I, we're in our, you know, in my conscious awareness, I could see you and we're having this amazing conversation and like over 98% of what's actually happening and, and being uh, registered and digested and filtered is all like 98% of that is happening unconsciously. Uh, and then, you know, uh, you know, there's like five to seven bits in my conscious awareness. And I'm like, oh, I'm a person having a conversation with this awesome person. And here we are. And that is true, but it's simultaneously not all that's true, right? Okay. So right now I have a shadow. I have a shadow. I have parts of me that I that that are still held behind guilt and shame. There are parts of me that still feel wounded and insignificant. There are, I have a bunch of preconceived notions and assumptions and belief systems that are from past experiences that may or may not serve me. And they're all still back there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make them bad, but they're in my shadow. They're all there. And everything in your field vibrates. Everything in your field emits a vibration. And due to the law of resonance, everything in your shadow not only vibrates, but it it contributes to your cognitive filters. It contributes to how you see yourself and how you see reality, all unconsciously, right? And this is all happening in like less than a tenth of a second every second, right? Mm -hmm. So I say all of that to say all of those unhealed parts, and it's totally fine, normal, healthy, and good to have unhealed parts. We all have unhealed parts. But it's the protection mechanisms that were put in place to compensate for those unhealed parts. They all vibrate. They all emit a vibration. And so a lot of those vibrations are based in fear or guilt or unworthiness or loneliness or apathy or pride or anger or whatever, right? These unhealed parts. And so if we work really, really hard to build a uh, uh, to build the life we think we want from the outside in, um, it we're still going to actualize manifest and cognize all of our unhealed parts anyway. And it's my theory that, well, what we're working really hard to do is kind of outrun our unhealed parts. When in reality, we just need to look at because then the life we're working so hard to build, we can still have it, but we're less attached to it. Right. When we're more healed and more integrated, we can have all the nice stuff, 
but we're like, our identity is no longer obsessed with it. Our happiness is no longer hinged on it. And it's, and it's my guess that when you no longer desperately need the thing, you can actually engage with it more. You, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, yeah. you know, think of a relationship. If you, if you don't desperately need that relationship to complete you, you can actually see that human for what they are and love them more deeply. Right. They're no longer playing in your game. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Or you and theirs, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the first example that came to my mind was relationships. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like the more you can see somebody, the more you can deeply love them. But mm-hmm. if if we have a bunch of unhealed parts, we're we're not seeing that person for who and what they truly objectively are. Again, we're seeing them through the filters of our wounds and our neuroses and our projections, right? And that's not a bad thing. As humans, we all do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I do it. You know, we all do it. But it's like trying to lower it. You know, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, and so it's kind of like this. It's like, would you rather have a hundred pictures of the most delicious? What's your favorite food? Uh, right steak. Okay, there we go. Like, would you have a, <laughs> like a hundred 4K high quality images of like the most beautiful steak ever or like one actual delicious steak you could eat right now? Oh, a delicious real steak. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so a lot of us like we're chasing this concept of a life we think will give us the safety and the love and the completion and the peace. But even when we get it, we still it's still just the concept. We can't really see it and engage with it without any neediness because we're needing it to complete the parts of our the wounded parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so again, I would argue that like not only is healing yourself great and beautiful and peaceful and part of your divine purpose, but it actually allows you to engage more fully with the life you're working so hard to build anyway, mm-hmm. you, you know, and, um, you know, yeah. Uh, the healing question I wanted to get to too, cause I know you're like, well, dude, what is healing? <laughs> should we, should we get into that or should we, should we go for it? You know? Okay. So healing for, <laughs> Healing is the restoration of the essential self. Um, you know, heal. Okay, so think of like if you're you get a big cut on your arm, and you know the cut takes your skin, which was one cohesive organ, and it momentarily split into two. And so, what happens? Your body magically. You don't got to tell it to do shit. Your body Magic. magically initiates a potion a magical potion of self-healing chemicals and hormones and bloop, the the one that got split into two becomes one again mm-hmm. and maybe with a beautiful scar right that's healing right and so you and me we we are one essential us throughout life we encounter moments where we had to um where we had to uh become two right? Where we became the wounded self. And in the moment we became the wounded self, we also had to become the protector of the wound, right? There was a moment where we were just an innocent child, just learning life. And then boom, we encountered something severe or intense or traumatic. And that innocent oneness had to turn into, okay, here's the the part of our innocence that has to be withheld. And here's what emerges, here's what emerges to compensate and protect that part of us that's no longer safe. Mm-hmm. And again, this is not bad. This is this is a healthy, normal part of the human experience, of the incarnate experience, right? 
so there is a there's a moment there's a time there's a chapter of our life where the we are one and we 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 fractionate into two right the wound and the protector right the the child and the part of us has to mature to protect the inner child right mm-hmm. we you know we step into roles and we do that and it works you know what i mean it works beautiful you know if you're listening to this i'm sure you're not living in a ditch somewhere so it worked you know it worked and then and this is not mine this is a, a dear teacher of mine jonathan goldman says the 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 protector then becomes the prison guard right so the thing that was put into place the thing that our psyche put into place to protect us doing the best that we could eventually becomes the prison guard becomes the uh becomes the uh trap of our potential and our and our authentic self and then what can happen is if the protector is put uh if we never address the protector, the protector becomes the poison, right? Like can literally become the sickness, can literally become the the addiction, can literally become the the thing that starts to kill us, right? So the the protector, which we needed, if if left there too long, can become the prison guard. And then if the prison guard remains, you know, if we remain kind of limited by that thing for long enough, it'll degrade into the poison, the the bitterness, the again the 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 self-soothing that can turn into addiction or dependency mm. right like um mm-hmm. and so there's it's kind of like these things have expiration dates right like okay whatever you did to protect yourself whether you know let's take people pleasing for an example you know like that's something i struggled with for a long time like i needed that that Same. kept me safe right <laughs> that kept me safe that kept me that made sure i had friends and made sure that uh, i had a social circle that i could you know mm-hmm. uh get a validation from right and then at some point that you know that reliance on people pleasing was choking my ability to grow my business and help people right mm-hmm. you know because you know say you know sales is tough when you're a people pleaser because you're like i don't want to call your bullshit i don't you know i don't want to say my price and what if it makes you uncomfortable i just want to please you right and so that was a moment where i needed to heal it was time for me to heal and as I did, I was able to help more people, mm-hmm. you know? And so, the, you know, so the things we heal aren't bad. Our old forms of self-protection, even though they may have graduated to self-sabotage, they're, they're still not bad. They were just outdated self-love, <laughs> you know, it expired and now it's starting to stink, you know? And so that, <laughs> that's where healing happens or needs to happen. You've, you've mentioned a couple just within the past couple minutes, but what are some of the most common limiting patterns that you have seen working with clients? Yeah. 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 And so one is, um, one is like you, you, so there's a difference between like the smoke and the fire. You know what I mean? Like the fire is really what's causing things and the smoke is just what happens. Right. And so like, when I, you know, when I work with a lot of people who, again, when it's, when it's, um, we, you know, we live in a society where like money is just an undeniable part of, you know, doing things right. And exchanging value. And so money is like one of the most convenient places to project our unhealed concepts of self-worth uh-huh. and, 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 and acceptance. Right. And so, you know, I see, you know, a lot of people, uh, who, you know, have these denied parts of themselves that make them feel unworthy. And then boom, they get, they get projected onto money or career or whatever. Um, and, and, and so here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. 
uh they you know so yes there's there's people pleasing there's like worthiness insecurity there's um you know there's kind of like obviously dependency upon something outside yourself for validation there's all these things right they if you boil them down to like well what are they standing on mm-hmm. or if it's a big jenga tower like what's the actual jenga block holding these fucking things in place it usually comes down to guilt and shame okay right guilt is so oh, there's something I've done that makes me uh, imperfect or bad. And it's my fault. Shame is so guilt is, 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 is like, Oh, something that I, something that I did or wasn't able to do makes me bad, makes me less good. Shame is it's not what you did. It's, it's just you. Right. So guilt is kind of like behavior based. Shame is like, Nope, there's just something in you, something about you that makes you less. Mm. Right. Something about who you are or where you're from or how you look that just makes you bad. And so these are these are kind of like the. um, These are like the soil that all the other stuff grows from. I'm just going to let my dogs in real quick. But, you know, this is like. These are like the. These are like the. Like I said, these are like the, the Jenga blocks that allow for the people pleasing or the worthiness unworthiness or the self-doubt self-sabotage or the procrastination right like the you know those are all kind of like the smoke but the fire is typically like at some point in your life experience when you didn't know any better you told yourself a necessary lie and that lie was again something something i you know something i did or wasn't able to do made me bad or made me imperfect and it's someone's fault or it's my fault. Um, you, you know, and like that, you know, that's one of the core wounds. Yeah. You, you know? Um, and so how you shift any belief is exposing it as illusion and remedying it with the truth. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm about to say is true for, for me. <laughs> uh, nothing you could ever do could make you less worthy of anything. You know what I mean? Like your worthiness and lovability has never, ever fluctuated. Uh, but we but we learn those things are transactional, right? We learn our lovability and we learn our worthiness is transactional and then it can fluctuate. And just for me, I just think that's total bullshit. You know, <laughs> I just think that's total bullshit. Um, and so a lot of my healing work, especially when it comes to, again, like money, career, relationship, like, if if you are 100% convinced that the problem is out there, that it's the thing, there's a part of you tucked way back in the part of your shadow that you haven't been able to look and it's, and it's asking to come forward. Hmm. And you don't got to fix it. You just got to look at it and feel it. You got to face it, feel it, and forgive it. The three Fs. <laughs> um, and then beautiful things just happen. I swear to God, I, I swear. I've seen it thousands of times. Like when you heal the inner parts, the 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 outer problems remedy themselves because they are just extensions of the inner stuff. You know? So so when we look at the people pleasing, the procrastination, the self-sabotage, the, the addiction, whatever it is, what you're saying is if we take this guilt or shame or whatever this root emotion is and we face it, feel it and forgive it, that's the remedy. Yes. And there's, there, you know, there's tons of nuance, obviously, in between <laughs> yes. all that, you, you know what I mean? And if we had another couple hours, we could jam, but 
Yes. And yes, there's nuance and exception, but yes, predominantly, predominantly. Um, because guilt, guilt, guilt and shame, they warp our, they warp our relationship with receiving. Mm. And pleasure. They warp our relationship with receiving and feeling good. Right. You know, and that, you know, that's what, that's how addictions play out. Right. And addictions don't always have to be super destructive substances like drugs and alcohol addictions are things we do that we know aren't good for us sure food you know food uh could be picking up your phone and just scrolling even yeah. though you have no business like you don't really need to you know it could be judgment it could be you know it could mm-hmm. be so many things um you know uh some of us have a, you know have addictions to feeling bad about resting oh you know that's I mean? oh that's me a hundred percent I'll raise my hand on that one. I have a really hard time like not doing something. I'm like, I should be working right now. I need to be working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it just means you're healing, you know, me too. You know, it, it, again, it's our our culture is is pretty, um, uh, we need a cure for everything that our culture does to us, right? Because our culture normalizes that stuff. And and again, I'm not saying there, you know, I'm not saying our culture is inherently evil. I'm just saying it's it's really misguided. Right? Yeah. It's really misguided. It's really uh, negligent of of what humans truly need, um, and and so, but but yeah, you know, it's, it's in there. It's in the the zeitgeist or whatever. You know, it's like, um, and but but yes, you know, like because here's the thing, um, uh, guilt and shame are like corks in our in our you know like uh, energetically. Right. Because, you know, thoughts and emotions and concepts have energy, right? Thought forms have energy, guilt and shame. They, they quite literally lock down your throat chakra. Your throat chakra is how you express your creativity and how you receive. Mm. Right. And so again, guilt and shame, they quite literally like lock us down. And then, you know, and then we have this distorted relationship with expressing and receiving. And then, you know, we, we compensate and we do all these things, right? You know, we do all these things in order to receive in different ways in order, you know, we don't speak up, but then we'll, you know, we'll gossip later, you know what I mean? Like all these distorted things and it's, you know, you know, and, and so, yes, yeah, so like looking at our, the pieces that are held under guilt and shame and looking at guilt and shame is total illusion. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why spirituality is so big for me because spirituality, my spiritual journey, every single time points to like, Again, your love, your belovedness has never fluctuated a particle in in the divine's eyes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In in the in, in the universe's eyes. Uh, and I'm like, oh, whoops, <laughs> whoops. You know, I had it wrong. I would love to to we're uh, coming up to a close soon, but I would love to leave the listeners with some like actionable steps that they could take. So. If someone is out there experiencing guilt and shame or anxiety yeah. or any of these like really heavy emotions, what's, yeah. oh, and you could maybe give both or choose what you think would be most beneficial. Like how can people maybe tackle them when they arise or what is like a good step for them to take, to move yeah. forward through that? Yeah. 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 So um, a mentor of mine once taught me the four F's and they've been so helpful with like this inner work stuff because um, when something uncomfortable happens, you know, our, our initial response is like, how do I fix this? How do I make this go away? How do I not feel this? <laughs> you know, look at the pharmaceutical industry, right? Like we, there's a lot of people not trying to feel things. Um, and so, uh, 
And so the four F's are, okay, so let's say something comes up and you're like, I just feel guilty for resting or whatever, right? Um, don't fight it. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to figure it out. Don't follow it. And like, and, and I know this sounds almost too passive, but like literally in your heart, right? Meaning anchor your awareness in the center of your chest and just breathe and be like, I accept this. I accept this right now, right? It doesn't mean you're settling for the rest of your life. You're literally saying in this moment, ah, I, I can accept this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and our egos are like, and then what? It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> like if we're looking for just like, how do we open the door? Right? Because um, what is condemned cannot be liberated. And so when we're like, oh, I'm feeling guilty and this is bad. How do I fix this? How do I make this go away? We're condemning the fact that this is popping up in our awareness, where in reality, if it's coming into our consciousness, it's looking to be accepted. Right. And so it's like, I accept this. I don't need to fix this. There's nothing to fix. You know what I mean? There's nothing to fix. And I like to place my hand on my heart and just breathe. Like, okay, I can take 30 seconds. I can, I can not fight it, fix it. I cannot figure it out and not follow it. And I can just breathe and just be like, okay, I, I can accept that this is here. It's not who I am. It's not, you know, everything, but it, I can accept it. And it just softens things, you know, it just kind of like opens the, if you think of yourself as a chimney, if you're a chimney and this, there's a lot of old smoke that needs to come out, acceptance just keeps the flume open. Mm-hmm. So shit can leave, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that, like that, like the, I know it sounds simple because it is, but that right there is like big, like, you know, there, there are Zen masters who have been practicing that for 70 years. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's necessary. You know, it's like, Oh, I can accept this. Yeah. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong here. I can accept this. Yeah. And that just, again, just kind of liberates some stuff moves, lets things move a bit and movement mm-hmm. creates health. Mm-hmm. You know? I like that. I think that's a good starting place. Yeah, because most people want want to fight it, fix it, yeah. figure it out. And and it's like creating this this tension. And if you don't have the answer, it's like continuously butting your head against a wall, basically, and kind of staying stuck in that that lower frequency yeah. emotion or thing that's happening. Yeah. And um it's like um uh, you know, like the it's all about like the deeper implication. Right. And so if we're constantly like, ah, I need to fix this. Mm-hmm. Well, we only fix what is implied to be broken. And so if we're like, I need to fix myself all the time, we're again, right. I think that's a noble intention to improve and heal. But if you're constantly berating your subconscious mind with, I'm broken, I'm broken, I'm broken. Therefore, I need the fix. You're going to keep perpetuating brokenness. Yes. You know, and, and so that's why acceptance is like such a big thing, you know, such a big uh door opener for transformation it's like you don't need fixing there may be a beautiful transformation trying to happen but that's not fixing because you're not broken ah i'm in a growth mm-hmm. phase okay ah something's trying to transform okay you know that's a different energy than like i'm all messed up someone fix this you know like <laughs> you know yeah that's something that's been coming up a lot in my thoughts about uh my clients personally and just thinking about people with their health is they realize that they're in a bad place with their health. Things are going wrong. They have an autoimmune disease, whatever it is. And they get into this pattern of fixing, fixing, fixing. But then it's like, they think that there's like this golden gate that they need to reach. Like this is like 
optimal health. That's everything. And it's like, if they're not there, then there's still something wrong with them. And, and they keep pushing and you get stuck in this perpetual, perpetual cycle. Um, and so I, I like to remind people like, you got, this is a lifestyle that you're adopting. Like this is a lifestyle transformation and you're, yes, you can continuously work on yourself, but don't be so hard on yourself and enjoy life. And like, yeah. Enjoy the pleasures of life and everything. And and uh-huh. as you were yeah. saying with how oh, it makes sense, like guilt and shame are blocking you from receiving pleasure and acceptance and all these things. Yeah. It's, it's a part of moving that out. Um, yeah. That's a part of that puzzle. So, yeah. Yeah. okay. And I just want to say I, I've been there too. So just like I've been there too of like, I'm not going to rest until I'm 100% healed. And then it, yeah, it's, it's more of like a, a journey. You know, it's not like a, a sprint to a destination. It's just like, yeah, just accept that like we're all kind of fucked up and we're all working on it and new stuff's going <laughs> to come up and eh, that's okay too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. We got to go. We are over time, but I want to, I want to end with just like a couple questions that are speed round questions. So literally answer cool. as fast as you can. No explanation, just like first no explanation. thing. Okay. And then, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up in like two minutes here. Cool. Okay. Um, what is your favorite thing to do for stress reduction? Oh, swim in the ocean or boxing. Okay. Uh, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Flying around really fast. (laughs) If you were on a deserted Island, what three things would you bring with you? My wife, uh, oh man, my dogs, both of them. Um, and a lifetime supply of jerky. <laughs> nice. If you could leave the listeners with one tip that they could actually implement this week to help them live a healthier, happier life, what would that be? Yeah. Like for real, as best you can, my friend, be gentle. Like mm. be gentler. Okay. Be as gentle as you can with yourself. Right. Like there's this song I love and it says every day is a childhood. And it's like, because we've never done this day before. We've never done October 24th, 2023. So how the fuck are we supposed to have it figured out? You know? And so it's like, yeah, just like, even if it's just a particle more, just like soften up just a bit, soften up just a bit. And it will, it'll be big ROI in the long run. I love that. And then finally yeah. share how people can find you, reach yeah. you, work with you. Yeah. And any so, other final thoughts? Cool. I don't know when this will air. I'm assuming in the next couple next weeks week. or Cool. Cool. So I just launched my uh, group coaching program called the awakened life um, where like all the principles we talked about today, like you'll get walked through like how to do this journey. And there's live coaching with me every week, as well as like deep hypnosis and meditations and daily practices and really cool resources um, and a thriving community and stuff. And uh, yeah. And so now to the um, I'll I'll send you a link. Anybody that joins on the link I send you will get uh, the early promo rate. It'll be like 150 Mm -hmm. a month. And it's just a subscription. You can stay as long as you want. Um, But yeah, use that link. It's julianrosen.com. I'll send it to Rachel. And then, um, but then yeah, uh, Instagram, I just post stuff all the time, just in terms of like tools and principles and stuff. And that's just julianrosen underscore. Perfect. Yes. I will put all the links in the show notes. And thank you so much for being on the show, Julian. Oh, my pleasure. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you for tuning in to the Natural Health Rising podcast. I hope you found this episode informative and left you feeling empowered to take control of your health naturally. 
As a reminder, the information provided in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any illness or medical condition. Please consult with a qualified healthcare professional before making any changes to your diet, exercise routine, supplements, or medical treatment. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Comments and ratings help the show reach more people so that they too can level up their health and entire life holistically. I really appreciate your support and feedback. Before I go, I want to remind you that I work with clients virtually all over the world. So if you are searching for a functional medicine provider to help you uncover the root cause of your health issues and have support and guidance in healing your body through nutrition and lifestyle changes, then you can book a free health consultation with me by using the link in the show notes and we can talk about working together. Thanks for listening and keep striving to become your healthiest, happiest self.